Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. All right, guys, let's finish this book. Let's blow this popsicle stand. This is the last chapter. Yeah, almost. After this, they will be. All right, guys, last chapter. And I was wrong. There isn't something after. It's like a chapter to another book or something that she wrote. Okay, The Girl in the Locked Room, A Gay Story, Chapter 33. Jules. The next morning, we slept so late that Mom checked on us to make sure we were breathing. You girls would sleep all day if I let you. Feeling groggy, we dressed and ate breakfast. Leaving mom at work on, to work on her novel, we walked down to the willow tree. Last night is so hard to believe, Maisie said. I tossed a pebble into the stream and watched its rings spread across the water. If you hadn't been there, I'd think it was a dream. It seems that way now, Maisie threw a pebble after mine. Who would have ever believed something like that could actually happen? A breeze rustled through the leaves overhead. We'd squinted at the sun, flashing down through the willow leaves. But this time, nothing stirred in the branches. She's not there, is she? No. I watched the Jaredae waltz across the water. Beneath them, minnows darted about, turning this way and that in unison. Birds sang, bees buzzed, and the clovers and the rabbits studied us from the edges of the bramble patch. It was just like that the day before. But because, Lil- because of Lily, everything had changed. Maisie sat beside me in, the, in making a chain of clover blossoms. Was Lily really in our world, I asked, or was she stuck between two worlds, neither one or the or the other? Until she disobeyed her mother her her until she disobeyed her mother and went downstairs to save the family. Maisie frowned and ran ahead through her hair. It's just so complicated, she's finally said. In in one world, Lily and her parents died, but in another world she she and her parents lived. Our world must be in the same world she died in, I said softly. That's why Oak Hill is still in ruins. Well, if that's true, Maisie said, then the dolls we found in the midden would still be where we left them. Oh, and all the art would be in the um, in the um, room, right? Mm-hmm. Between the heat and the, and the gnats circling, circling my head, my brain felt so mushy as a watermelon. Suddenly, I was too irritable to think about anything more complicated than one plus one. I don't know, Maisie. I don't know. I just don't know. You don't need to. You don't need to shout, Maisie said. I'm not deaf, you know. She stood up and started walking towards the house. Afraid that she was mad at me, I ran after her. Where are you going? To the midden, Maisie said, to see if the dolls are there. Well, without another word, we headed across the field and up the hill. Yesterday, we left the dolls at her small compan in her small companions on the grass by the hole I'd dug. In the excitement of last night, we'd forgotten all about them. As soon as we came out of the woods, we saw the little china doll lying on their backs, rows next in a row next to the bald doll, just exactly as we'd left them. Except for Lily's absence, nothing had changed. Maisie knelt in the weeds and touched each doll as if it were a sacred relic from the past. These belong to Lily. She's gone, but they're still here. I stared at the dolls with some distrust. Once... I thought that they'd spoken out loud to me, but I must have imagined that. Today, they were simply little china doll figurines, incapable of speech or movement. I turned away from the bald doll. She looked like a corpse dug up from her grave. 
Lily loved that doll, Maisie whispered. She never would have thrown it into the midden. Mr. Bailey and Ellis Dixon probably did, I said. They looted the house and left the stuff that they didn't want here in the dirt. From where we knelt by the midden, we heard the noise of hammers and saws coming from the third floor. I looked up as one of the men opened the window in Lily's room. Hey, you two, he called down here. What are you doing in the trash heap? Go play somewhere safe. You could cut yourself or something. Gathering the dolls, we ran to the corner of the house. Maisie's, mother, Maisie's mother's car was parked at the back door. Inside, we found her, mom, and dad gathered around the kitchen table. Stacked up against one wall were paintings from Henry's ben- Henry Bennett's studio. Look what I found on the third floor. Dad pointed at the paintings. Remember Henry Bennett? This is all his work. Isn't it beautiful? The bright light of the kitchen lit the colors and detail. Portraits and landscapes sprang to life. Maisie and I oohed and awed as if we had never seen them before. That's cool. Come on, little page, let's turn. Just look at this one. Dad pulled the portrait of Lily sitting in the willow tree. Have you ever seen a more lifelike painting? You'll expect her to jump out of the tree and talk to you. All of them? Of all of them? This one's my favorite, mom said. She's such a dear little face, Mrs. Sullivan said. I wonder who she was. I'd guess she was Bennett's daughter, Lily. Dad showed Mrs. Sullivan another painting. This is his wife, Laura. And here's the one that shows Oak Hill as it was when the Bennetts lived here. What are you going to do with them, she asked. The Tubman Museum in Roanoke already owns a small collection of Bennett's work, Mom said. They're bound to be interested. Dad sighed. Stony Brook owns the paintings, but I'm sure that the corporation will donate most of them to the Tubman or some other museum. Another tax write-off for them, as well as a gift to the public. I pointed to the picture of Lily in the tree. Is there any way we could keep this one? I'll ask, Dad Dad laughed. Maybe the corporation will give me it as one of my bonuses for finding them. Mom set two glasses of iced tea in front of Maisie and me. Can I just say something really bad? This might make me a bad person, but I would be like, yes, you can keep that one. We won't say anything. If you liked it, you know what I mean? I would. I wouldn't even say anything. Well, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. They're, they're going to know. Nobody's Dude, they're gonna not going to know. They're going to know. I did it. <laughs> you have been out so long in the heat. Red nose, red faces and red noses. I bet you forgot to use sunshield. I think they mean sunscreen. Where on earth did you find this poor thing? In the midden, I told her. We think she belonged to Lily. Yes, Mother m- murmured. This must be the doll and the several of the, several of the paintings. Can she be fixed up to look like she used to? Maisie asked. Mom sighed. Well, she's pretty far gone, but once I knew a man who did wonders with antique dolls, maybe I'll send this poor lost soul and see what she can do. Well, we found these too. Maisie and I pulled the little dolls from our pockets and laid them on the kitchen counter. Frozen Charlottes. Mom smiled in recognition. I had one or two when I was little, but I don't know what happened to them. They belonged to my grandmother. Why are they called Frozen Charlottes? Maisie asked. Well, they were named after a girl in a song who wrote who froze to death because she was so vain to look at her part to, to hide her party dress under an old cloak. Her mother warned her, but nice story. Dad said, as he picked up the smallest doll, I thought that they were called that because their arms and legs couldn't move. Turning to us, he said, have you young detectives discovered anything else? There's a family ga- graveyard in the woods. Maisie told him it's almost hidden under the vines and briars and weeds. Can you tell the workman to clean it up, I asked. It's definitely a historical value, Maisie said. 
Oh, will you show it to me, Mom asked. I love old burial grounds. I'd like to see it too, Maisie's mother said. Let's take a look after lunch, Dad suggested. I'm sure the graveyard will be included in the restoration plans. I had to ask one more thing, even though I was scared to hear the answer. Was there anything in the room besides the, the Henry Bennett paintings? Well, his easel and some odds and ends and furniture, a big wardrobe. Did you look at the wardrobe, like inside? I glanced at Maisie and saw her eyes widen, and I knew exactly what she was asking. We pulled everything out in case he'd he'd stashed more paintings inside, but all we found were rags. Women's dresses, mostly. They probably belonged to his wife. Maisie and I sighed so loudly that Dad laughed. What were you expecting? Skeletons in the closet? Remember? Because they actually were. I forced myself to laugh, and Maisie joined. No, of course not, I said. But maybe books or paintings. I don't know. I'm just curious. Maisie's mother stood up. Now, if you two girls will excuse us, she said, we have some important matters to to discuss. For the first time, I noticed plans and official forms laid out on the kitchen counter. What's going on? (sighs) (sighs) Sorry. What's going on, I asked Dad. Are you planning our next move? Oh, I hope not, Mrs. Sullivan said. My husband and I are on the town council. We'd gotten funding for a project to restore an old building on Main Street. We were hoping to hire your father to take charge of the renovation work. You mean we'd stay here in Hillsborough? I stared at him, not daring to believe what I was hearing. Well, that would be the plan, yes, Dad told me. Of course, you'd rather move across the country. I'll tell the Sullivans we can't do it. I ran around the table and gave him a hug. Say yes, Dad, say yes. Maisie chimed in, please, Mr. Aldridge, say yes. Well, now maybe your mother. Oh, don't be an idiot, Ron. Of course I want to stay in Hillsboro. Aw, that's cute. They're going to stay. Because she, get it? Because she has a friend. Dad spread his arms and gestured in defeat. Well, it looks like my roaming days are over. At least for now. I was too excited to to sit still, grabbing Maisie's hand. I ran outside and began turning cartwheels on the grass. For once, I didn't care what I looked like doing them. Maisie followed me and collapsed when I did. Your cartwheels are even worse than mine, she said. We lie on our backs and laughed. Nothing was funny. Everything was funny. That evening, while Mom and Dad washed dinner dishes, I sat on the deck and watched the stars come out. Just in the evening, star at first sight, then more and more, then too many to count. The silver moon swung onto high mountains. My thoughts strayed to Lily. I wished that I could see her just once more, just once. I needed to know that Maisie and my plan had worked and she was safe. I stared into the field where I'd first seen her with her parents. Would it be possible to see her there again? I concentrated all of my mental energy on Lily, willing her to appear. Only for a moment I breathed, that's all. No luck this time. In the kitchen, Mom laughed at something Dad said. Out of out of sight, traffic rumbled like waves pounding on the shore. The cicadias, I think it's called cicadias. The cicadias made their usual racket in the woods. Oh, cicadas. Cicadas. Yeah, that's right. Good job. The cicadas. The past had closed in on, my, on itself. Lily was safe in her world and I was safe in mine. Most important now, Maisie and I had become friends. We'd be together all summer, and we'd st- when we'd start school, I wouldn't be alone. Aw, that's sad. I mean, not that's actually happy, but that's sad that she was, like, always alone on her first day of school. Cool. Did you like that book? Cute. Okay. Bye. Say bye. Bye.